G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining us on the line right now, we're catching up with Greg Bondar. He's from Family Voice Australia, the State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. And uh, it's uh, a privilege to have you back on the radio. How are you doing, Greg? Good, thank you, uh, Matt. <laughs> delighted to be talking to you again. Uh, Greg, it's always good to have a chat with you and hear uh, some of the latest things that are happening. Now, there's a lot of talk about the national curriculum that's under attack. What's the latest on this? Yeah, indeed, uh, Matt. Look, we have to be very, very uh, clear about this and I uh, just want to spend a bit of time on it. Look, back in June 12, 2020, the Australian Education Ministers agreed that there was a timely review needed for the curriculum. Okay, well, that's fair enough. And then... Uh, What happened was a review has been done, the curriculum is being rewritten, and it it says on the website, uh, if you're doing the review, uh, it says the review looks to improve the Australian curriculum by refining, realigning, and decluttering the content so it focuses on the essential knowledge and skills students should learn and is clearer for teachers on what they need to teach. Well, guess what, Matt? The problem we've got here is there's a lot of unhappy people out there because it it, 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 it is showing us that the curriculum is now being re- rewritten. But have a listen to this. There are no prizes for guessing what is being proposed to delete from the national curri- curriculum, and they are issues of Christian heritage and Western civilization. Mm. Now, these items are going to be heavily censored in the new curriculum and let me just say to you very quickly Matt that words like Christ Christian Christianity only appear about 16 times in the new curriculum Britain Europe appear about 74 times but wait for it Matt First Nations Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and Indigenous these terms appear a total of 329 times in the new curriculum so tell me if this is not biased towards Indigenous studies and doing away with Christian uh, heritage and doing away with our British uh, Foundation for Democracy, uh, Matt. Yeah, well, it does sound like uh, there's a lot of uh, talk behind the scenes on this. What can we do about it? Uh, can we yeah. contact our local MPs? What, what's, the, what's the process? Well, well the, the issue here is that there, there is a process because it's actually uh, the review period is actually finishes today, Thursday the 8th of July. So people still have time to get onto the website, the Australian Curriculum.edu.au, and look for consultation. But, but Matt, here is the issue: even Indigenous people like Jacinta Price, who you've no doubt heard of, she says Aboriginals, you know, are saying, and, and this is what she's saying, that the curriculum is dangerous and leaves Aboriginal history open to complete misrepresentation and manipulation. She's now saying. Education is no longer education, but ongoing indoctrination. Warren Mundine, another Aboriginal leader, has said, and and I agree with him so much on this, that the current curriculum, the authors have sought to create a society where people are divided by the colour of their skin. 
And this is wrong because, look, I used to work for the Aboriginal Corporation called the Thurwell Local Aboriginal Land Council. I was CEO for three years. I worked with some wonderful Indigenous people. I have a master in education, which I, uh, I was a previous school teacher, so I know education. I've got an MBA also concentrating on education, so I have a real understanding. Here. But the current curriculum, uh, Matt, is taking away from our Christian heritage and the foundations of Western civilization. It has to stop. We are encouraging everybody, Matt, to get onto the website, put your objections in. You've got till the end of today, because quite frankly, unless we speak up, Matt, uh, we're going to be indoctrinated. And don't forget, indoctrination commences at the lowest level at the school. Well, we've been talking uh, for a long time on 2020 about the long march through the institutions uh, that we're seeing where, mm. uh, you know, schools, universities uh, are uh, indoctrinating the next generation. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to make sure that we're speaking up on this. So yeah. the best way uh, is uh, what go to the Family Voice website, huh? Yeah, well, you can go to the Family Voice website or you can go to the actual australiancurriculum.edu.au website and look for consultation. Put, put, a, put your comments in. And, um, and and make sure that you, you, you have a read of it. And even if you just say, I object to the current curriculum, because quite frankly, Matt, the, the curriculum currently used, and I am so distressed by this, it uses words like invasion seven times, genocide twice, to describe British, British settlement in 1788. Now, look, when I went to school, Matt, I loved learning about how we discovered Australia, how we, you know, how we set up our settlements here. But it wasn't an invasion. It certainly wasn't genocide. These things happened, and, and, we, and we need to read about it. And, and, and Matt, what worries me is that these left, woke, cancel culture type people are now trying to rewrite history. Matt, you can't rewrite history. You can learn from it but you can't rewrite it. So we're encouraging you, drop an email, drop a phone call to the Prime Minister, the Minister for Education, of course, Alan Tudge, who, who has really actually also raised concerns about the curriculum, saying that it has left out, and now this is classic, it has left out things like phonics on how people read, read and write, and it's left out number skills, you know. So we're talking about the three R's, writing, arithmetic, and, 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 and what have you. So it really is a case of people being heard. Mums and dads, grandparents, get onto the phone, get onto the internet, and, and put your, lodge your submission, you know. And, you know, we, we saw what happened at the last election with the quiet Australians, you know, the many uh, conservative Aussies that spoke up and, uh, you know, voted in ScoMo. Uh, and, you know, there's 600,000 people that listen to Vision Radio every month. You know, imagine yep. if we had a whole bunch of them today saying, yep, I'm going to speak up for this. I want to stand up for the truth here. And they wanted to go to that website and uh, actually say something. You know, we need to make sure uh, that we aren't just the quiet Australians anymore. We need to make our voice heard sometimes, don't we? Absolutely, because you see, as, as I mentioned before, Matt, you know, if you want to indoctrinate a society, you start at the school level. And this is what's happening, because well, these people will then grow up and then they'll take these uh, woke, cancel culture, left-wing, regressive you know, ideas, a long ideology, and, and it's not going to change unless we do something about it now. We may have to make sure that the curriculum refre reflects very deeply our Christian Judeo heritage, and it reflects the British um, 
uh, ideal of democracy. I mean, why are we trying to change things when history is, is clear? Sure, there were things that we may regret, but hey, we need to move on. We want to move on. Let's not make the curriculum an ideological document. Let's make it an education document. And, you know, they say a smart chess player can think seven moves ahead before he makes his next move. Uh, we need to think about if, if this gets through and they make these changes, what are the next changes they're going to make in the next generation? We've got to make our voice heard, don't we? Absolutely. And talking of chess, you know, that, that's interesting you say that because I'm a, I, I love chess, but I, I struggle to make the next move, let alone seven moves ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I love chess and I always used to play my father and I'd let him win, actually, you know, but because uh, 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 he said if, if you win, I get 20, I think it was two shillings in those days. <laughs> so so I, I, I did well. So what's the Family Voice website? The Family Voice is www.familyvoice.org.au and you need to get onto that to have a look at it or you can get onto the australiancurriculum.edu.au website, have a look at it, make a submission even if it's just a letter or an email, do it say you object to the current curriculum being anti-Christian and anti democracy as based on the British foundations of, of, of the Westminster government system. So, look, we need to make sure that we continue with civic education, we continue with our Christian heritage education, and we continue with what is actually democracy. We have to get away from this ideology that promotes things that are unchristian and undemocratic, really, Matt. Very good, mate. Really appreciate your, your, your thoughts on that. Now, uh, some other news uh, at the moment is that uh, Lego is going woke. What's the latest there? Oh, now look, you have, to, you have to sort of really wonder and shake your head because every day I read, you know, articles coming from all over the world, but in particular, you know, from Christian organisations. And I'm reading now that Lego, which has been making Lego since 1949, so we're going back, you know, what, 70 odd years. And, and, and what, what we're now looking at is, and Matt, I have to tell you, it brings tears to my eyes. As a kid, I played with building blocks. I, I used to love Lego, but the problem was I could never have our own. Mum and Dad couldn't afford it, but my next-door neighbour had it, so we used to play with them. I now play with it. I used to play with it with my children, and now I'm going to make sure I play with it with my grandchildren. But this is what's happening. You and I both know that there are two characteristics of Lego. One is you can build anything with Lego, and two they are very painful to step on. <laughs> I can attest to that, especially with bare feet. The number of times I've stepped on I can't remember. But here's a third thing about Lego. They are now promoting LGBTIQA plus alphabet activism. They are now, these corporates are now using Lego to indoctrinate our children again. And this is what Lego says. We're super excited to reveal our new set, Lego. Everyone is awesome because we celebrate every Lego builder and da-da-da. And they have an emoji, Matt. And the emoji has a rainbow. And it, says, and it has a picture of a Lego figure in a variety of colours and physical characteristics. But wait for it. It also has the purple figure is meant as a clear nod to all the fabulous drag queens out there. Matt, please, why are we doing this to our kids? Mm. Why are we? And these are questions we've got to talk about, Matt. Mm. It's just so sad to see that these corporates feel yeah. like they need to cater for that crowd because it's a very, very small percentage of the population. 
yet that's, people people think yeah. it's 10 or 20%, don't they? Yeah. Now, that's the issue. It's a small portion of the population, and I can't work out why corporates are going this direction. We're only talking at a small minority. Look, okay, let, let, let's take the view that they do what they like, but we don't change corporate ideology to cater for this. Are we going to cater for the Buddhists, the Christians, the, you know, the Muslims? Why, why so much the LGBTIQA? What is it? What do they want to achieve with it? And I think it's divisive, very much so that, you know, that, that people are being, being mis, misrepresented when they, when they go out there and say, oh, I've been, you know, um, uh, harassed or whatever. Look, as a Christian, I'm harassed every day. Every day I get nasty phone calls, I get emails, but you know what? I, I put up with it because I know God's hand is in all this and, 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 and we're going to be made tougher. But all of a sudden we've got corporates, corporates, Matt, who are advocating for a small minority. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine recently who's a, a lawyer in a, in a very big law firm. He's a, he's a partner. He's very successful. And he, mm. was, he was on a committee... Uh, where they were discussing uh, LGBTIQ issues and uh, whether they change the toilets, you know, to have men and female and, you know, you can choose whichever one you want to go to and all that, you know. And he's a conservative Christian and he shared his view. And he said he was attacked in that boardroom. He said he, yeah. they, they just launched on him and saying, oh, you're a yeah. bigot, you're a this, you're a that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he told me he actually uh, was so stressed out by it that he quit the committee and mm. He was the only Christian on that committee who was able to share a conservative view, mm. uh, but because he they shouted him down so much, mm. he decided it wasn't worth it. And well, I said to him, mate, yeah. Why, yeah. why did you quit? Because you were the only bloke that was speaking up for a majority of Australians who have a conservative view. Um, and mm. he said, oh, look, I just didn't want to go through the trouble. And there's a lot of yeah. people that, that they just get shouted down and they get called names and then... It's, it seems like whoever is the loudest wins, isn't it? Absolutely, and they are making a lot of noise. You see, one of the things is that um, uh, people that speak up, the, the greatest weapon that this left-wing LGBTIQA, woke, cancel culture, regressive, call them what you like, Matt, the greatest weapon they have is to give labels on people that don't agree with them. Mm. So we get called all sorts of names. So what happens, you see, is that... Um, we're labelled because we disagree. See, one of the things that I, I really find uh, ironic and, 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 and amusing is they say, we believe in freedom of speech and we believe in inclusiveness as long as it's our way of freedom of speech and our inclusiveness. In other words, you're not allowed to have your own view. You can't be included because you're a Christian. You can't say what you want because you're a conservative or whatever. It's ironical. They want all these people to be inclusive and they want all of us to have freedom of speech as long as we agree with them. Mm. It's not going to happen, Earl, and I'm certainly not going to put up with it because unless good men fail to act, evil will prevail, Matt. Mm. And it's so uh, important to have organisations like Family Voice who are speaking up uh, for the truth on topics like this. Uh, and another development uh, when you're looking at uh, you know all the wokeness around the world, uh, there is... Alcohol ads now trying to appeal to all genders. What's the latest on this? Yeah, look, one of the things now, look, everyone likes to go and get a bottle of wine for dinner or maybe to go to a, a function or what have you. I'm now reading that alcohol companies are going to go out of their way to make alcohol advertising, whether it's a 
bottle of beer or whether it's a glass of a bottle of wine, they're going to make it appeal to the LGBTIQA alphabet community. Now, Matt, why? Again, for such a small percentage, what are they trying to promote? You know, are they trying to promote that? You know, for me, as far as I'm concerned, these people have a particular sexual preference. So be it. They're in my prayers every day. But the point why, again, corporates are trying to appease a small minority of the of the community. So alcohol ads are now going LGBTIQA alphabet type of uh, direction. But wait for it. I was reading the other day that there's a proposal now, and I've just become a granddad, and I've seen my granddaughter. She's only a year old. Uh, love her dearly, Daisy. She's a wonderful child. Guess what? They're now proposing, not my son-in-law or daughter-in-law, but activists out there, but they're now proposing that when you change the nappy, you need to ask the child's consent. Oh, my Give goodness. Give me a break. Oh, my Matt. goodness. Exactly. This is what's being proposed. Where do we go from here, Matt? Tell me. Uh, where <laughs> yeah. do we go? I'm speechless. Uh, what will they come up with next? My goodness. Yeah. yeah well, this is, I mean, now we've got to ask the baby that we can change the nappy. For goodness sake, where will it stop? What we've got to do, Neil, is, uh, Matt, really, is we've got to make sure We've got to make sure that we don't let this infiltrate into our daily lives, into our workplaces. We have to speak up. And do you know what? I am of the view, I am of the view that if we start to speak up, hold our ground and give reasons why we have a faith, I think we're going to win because what's happening is that we are letting the people who are proposing these crazy way out there ideas get away with. In other words, we're saying, oh, no one will be affected. But you know what's going to happen, Matt? They're going to chip away, and before we know it, we won't be able to do anything. And now is the time to stand up and say what we believe as Christians, as mums and dads. And it's like that quote I read from, from Billy Graham. Uh, when one man stands up, the spines of others are stiffened. Uh, yeah. That's why it's important for every one of us to speak up and stand out yeah. uh, and uh, you know, write letters uh, call Talkback Radio, whatever whatever we have yeah. to do to to, uh, to share the good news and to yep. stand up for what we believe because, you know, yep. it's like that frog in the pot. We've all heard the story that if you put the, <laughs> the frog in the hot boiling water, it'll jump out straight away. But if you slowly turn it up, it'll uh, it'll die. Yep. And that's what's happening. The heat is slowly being turned up on Correct. all these woke things and immorality and ungodly things. And we've got to yep. speak up and say, no, we, we believe that we're a Christian nation and we've got... Christian values in our nation, and we need to stand on Absolutely. our Christian history and our Christian heritage, yeah. hey? Absolutely. I mean, the people say we're, we're, we're a secular country. Well, sorry, we're not secular as yet. The last um, government census that we had indicated that 52% of the population indicated they were a faith. So we are still a Christian country as far as I'm concerned. Let's not let, let's not let these people say otherwise and we've got to make sure and uh and and you know what uh, matt i think we've just got to keep up the good fight the the the, the program you know vision radio is doing wonderful work we're trying to do the same but we have we have to put up the heat and make sure that our views our values and uh, our beliefs are not compromised at the expense of these so-called regressive left-wing whatever you want to call them uh community because it's all about ideology and as i said before education uh, corporates, we've got to make sure that we have our say, and and really, and uh, and and at the end of the day, Matt, let's just.
put it to prayer and make sure that uh, we leave it in the hands of God to to ensure that uh, at the end of the day we will prevail. Absolutely. And you mentioned the uh, the latest census as well. I actually heard Pastor Dale Stevenson from Crossway Church in Melbourne recently talk mm. about how uh, the you know the the census showed a decline in Christianity in the last one, mm. but some are saying that recently it has plateaued, and hopefully yep. there might be an increase in Christianity in Australia uh, because of COVID. A lot of people are searching for God, looking for answers, and watching church online these days. Hopefully, maybe in the next survey, we'll, in the next census, we'll find that there's a revival in our nation. Wouldn't that be great, Greg? Absolutely, as you, you and I both know, Matt, God works in mysterious ways, and I and I'm and I'm really feeling pleased that His hand is in this in some way, and we've just got to. We may not understand it at the moment, but let's keep at it anyway, Matt. Absolutely. Well, Greg, it's always a, pri- a privilege to catch up. People want to find out more, they can search up Family Voice on Facebook or go to familyvoice.org.au. Is that the website? Correct. Yep. God bless you, Greg. Thanks for your time. Thank you, and God bless you too, Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.